This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, February 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. California bumps methane reduction to Biden. Ag and unions unite on vaccines. An ex-chairman ready to work on climate legislation. State says Biden will invest in dairy methane reduction, but not California. CDFA Secretary Ross is optimistic the Biden administration will add more incentive funding for dairy methane reduction programs. She based this on preliminary statements from President Joe Biden and USDA nominee Tom Vilsack, her former boss. During a Senate Budget Subcommittee hearing yesterday, Ross was asked why the Newsom administration is no longer funding Brown-era programs for dairy digesters and alternative manure management. We are at a point of maturation in these programs that hard decisions have to be made with the scarce dollars that we have, she explained. Senator Mike McGuire of Harrellsburg contended that the proposed low-interest loan program to replace the incentive would not help dairy farmers getting by on just 300 head of cattle and already struggling with loans. McGuire said ending incentives broke a commitment to them. I'm really challenged to be able to understand why, especially when we know the program was oversubscribed. We're not continuing to invest as was originally promised, he said. Others argued the loan program would pit farmers against many other stakeholders, all competing for just $50 million. You can read more on dairy's response to Newsom's conservation goals in the AgriPulse West newsletter coming later this morning. Ag groups join with unions in call for vaccines. A coalition of groups in Monterey County are calling for a special allocation of COVID-19 vaccines for ag workers. The County Farm Bureau has joined with the United Farm Workers and several other organizations in requesting the state deliver 55,000 additional vaccines for the community. Within the next two months, up to 15,000 farm workers will begin coming in, said Chris Valdez, president of the Grower Shipper Association of Central California, in a letter to the governor. This influx of farm workers is in addition to the approximately 40,000 farm and food workers who live in Monterey County year-round. The coalition estimated more than 16,000 farm workers in the county have contracted the virus. In Salinas, one in five field workers has fallen ill. Cesar Lara, who heads the Monterey Bay Central Labor Council, recognized that this, quote, unique partnership united to pursue one goal. Vaccinating this vulnerable workforce, he said, will benefit the overall health and economy of the region. Senator Dolly, how do I run a farm on Zev's? Republican Senator Brian Dolly, who runs a seed and trucking business in Lassen County, pressed the Newsom administration yesterday about layering a zero-emission vehicle mandate on top of the state's existing climate goals. I compete with companies and farms that aren't in California, and I'm struggling, he said during a budget subcommittee hearing. He called California's AB32 climate scoping plan the biggest tax on the trucking industry and said the state decides policy based on feeling good and not on evidence-based policies. 
Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumenfeld clarified that Newsom's executive order is a sales mandate and not a ban on use. Bloomfield also gave a, quote, big thank you to the agriculture industry for doing an incredible job in reducing emissions. Farmers have been a tremendous partner and innovator in batching funding to upgrade equipment in the San Joaquin Valley, he said. Peterson looks to play role in climate. Former House Ag Committee Chairman Colin Peterson is gearing up to join the upcoming congressional debate about climate and farm policy. Peterson tells AgriPulse he's talking to several firms about consulting roles, but he indicated he's not in a rush to sign up. I want to stay involved in a positive way in farm policy. I think I have something to offer, he said. I want to do what I can to help agriculture, help rural America, to help farmers, and I'm trying to figure out what would be the best platform to do that. Why it matters? Well, there are a few rural House Democrats with a lot of experience in farm policy. Peterson does, and he has deep connections with farm groups and is a veteran of the 2009 battle over cap and trade. Count on him pushing the Conservation Reserve Program as a key way to reduce carbon emissions. For more on CRP, including what Peterson thinks should be done about its flagging enrollment, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. AFBF calculates H-2A wage rates. Based on USDA's new farm labor survey, the minimum H-2A wage rates this year will range from $11.81 in the southeastern states of Alabama and Georgia, as well as South Carolina, to $16.34 an hour in Oregon and Washington, that according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. California's rate will be $16.05, Florida's will be $12.08. You can read the rest of the analysis at agripulse.com. By the way, the Equitable Food Initiative has relaunched its Responsible Recruitment Scorecard, an interactive self-assessment tool designed to help growers avoid using forced labor. EDI's leadership includes growers, farm worker advocates, and a representative of Costco, which helped to found the group. An anti-trafficking organization, the Polaris Project, claims 41% of human trafficking reports come from workers with temporary work visas, come from H-2A workers in agriculture, and of those, the majority are in the fresh produce industry. Here's today's She Said It. The state of California, we're on the leading edge of all these environmental solutions, and yet we have a million people without clean drinking water. It's a travesty. That Emily Rooney, president of the Agricultural Council of California. You can read our full interview with Rooney in our newsletter. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, February 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.